when I was watching it, I was like, damn, I'm never going to feel the touch of a man ever again. Stop that. <laughs> you just stop saying that. This pandemic has gone on for so long. Oh, my God. Okay. Back to our regular scheduled programming. Back to, yeah, back to regular ass movies that don't have a holiday theme, <laughs> unfortunately. Yes, but we do have a good one this week. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed this movie. It was a super classic rom-com. Definitely, like, yeah. like the two main characters are leaning back to back on the DVD mm-hmm. cover. Yeah, I feel like it's been a while since I've watched any rom-coms because I've only been watching Halloween content. Yeah. Like, literally today, I went and I made a list of all of the Halloween movies that I've watched mm-hmm. this month. And I want to say it's, like, over 20. Oh, my God. You had some double features, I'm assuming. So, it's, it's 20, but if you include Haunting of Hill House... Okay. It's 21. So, yeah. I've been just... Ripping it up. Tearing it down. Yeah. So, it's, it's good to get back to my roots. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, convoluted romantic comedies is what I live for. So. The movie that we're doing, by the way, is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Bro, I find Matthew McConaughey incredibly attractive. I think he's so sexy. I was also looking for this movie. Um, I think I was looking for it on Hulu because I was folding my laundry. I was like, I'll watch it again. And I wanted to see it on, like, my TV. But they didn't have it. They did show me the cover. Like, they had the wedding planner. Oh, yeah. And I saw the cover and I was like excusez-moi oh have you never seen the wedding planner before no i had heard of it but like him in glasses yeah i was like "Uh, what yeah he he is attractive this movie is the only time that i find him attractive damn it's because of it's because of my thing where i don't like blonde men Mm. i don't know like i i can understand totally that he is attractive but it's only in this movie where i'm like okay like i really i really get it yeah it's like how, you know, I don't date tall men because, like, my brother's tall, so it would be weird. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's <laughs> just a dig at Phil. Um, no, I – yeah, I just think he's so attractive. And, like, what I really loved about this movie is that he was just a nice guy. Yeah. I didn't find him, even though the plot of the movie has to do with him kind of being, like, deceptive. I didn't find him to mm-hmm. be an overtly, like – awful person or like a jerk yeah like he's not a degrading person or like malicious he wouldn't even talk shit about her to his friends yeah like maybe sometimes if she was like totally overboard but he would never be like Mm -hmm. oh yeah like i just want to screw her and get it over with or anything like that yeah and at the beginning he's like yeah like she seems really cool like this week is gonna be really fun like it's gonna be a great time Mm -hmm. so Yeah. Also, like, Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey's chemistry is just, like... Off the charts. Oh, my God. You could crack an egg over that, it'd be cooked. Literally. I can't believe their age gap. That, like, blows my mind. We were looking up, like, fun facts yesterday. She was 23 when they shot this film. My brain, like, can't comprehend that Kate Hudson was younger than us in this film. Yeah, pretty much our age. Yeah. And I'm like, I look like a fucking child, first of all. Second of all, <laughs> just like she's so confident. And I, I know, know she's acting, but I'm like, I think a lot of people don't understand that to like 
be a child actor, you have to just Mm -hmm. be so confident because you're on screen, you're with adults, you're working with adults constantly. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to be that naturally confident. Yeah, totally. She is incredible in this movie. I think she's so funny. They like let her improv a ton. Mm -hmm. And like, she's just, she's a delight. Kate Hudson is a delight. Yeah, she's delightful. It's funny because I was looking up stuff on her MDB. I'm like, the most recent thing I've seen her in is like Fabletic stuff. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I forgot you were like a great comedic actress. Well, the last time we did a Kate Hudson movie, it wasn't great. It wasn't super (laughs) awesome. But this really revived it. Yeah. Bride Wars was a rough one. But yeah, this this is a classic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Diamonds. Watching this movie, I was like, you're enthralling me. I, I want to yeah. get frosted, you know? Oh, my God, yeah. I can't believe that they didn't just use costume jewelry, like that that's all real yeah. diamonds. I was like, why did you do that? No one could tell from afar. No. No one would yeah. be able to know. Yeah, like I can't imagine that it was like an ad thing because I feel like people that are in the market to like buy really fancy diamonds are like not – looking for them in like romantic comedies yeah i don't know is delauer a real brand no i don't think so maybe it's just the the authenticity of it all and the idea of the diamonds in the movie added to the romantic quality because it was like you know you're trying to like do this thing and then at the same time you're like the like back motif of the diamonds Mm. and the longevity and like the Mm. lust and the sex appeal i'm talking just metaphors yeah money sex (laughs) whatever else people like yeah yeah oh all right shall we get into this this whole thing yeah i think we should i think we should Dive right into the Hudson River. Nice. Yep. A double a double pun. I liked it. Thank you. So we have our opening montage, as any rom-com would have. There's <laughs> Composure Magazine, you know, headlines, Fashion Police. It's a woman's mag, like 10 ways to use your bloody tampon, you know? And a young Kate Hudson. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> thank you. A young Kate Hudson trying this weird workout where you're hanging upside down by your ankles shows up on the screen she's doing feng shui in her apartment she's trying it all you know she's like how to talk your way out of a parking ticket and that's her column you know how to's and then she is typing away at a new piece called how to bring peace to tajikistan yeah, she's like, I've cracked it. Yeah. I figured it out. Don't worry, governments. I got you. So Andy works at Composure Magazine. She's showing her friend Jeannie this article. And Jeannie's like, it's great. It's like super well-researched, but it will never make it into Composure Magazine, which is essentially like Cosmo, I assume. Yeah. And Andy's like, you know, I busted my ass in grad school just so that I could write, you know, like how to use the best pickup lines. Like, this is crazy. I want to write about politics. I want to write about serious stuff. And I'm like, you're the wrong magazine, girl. (laughs) But her friend Jeannie cheers her up and she's like, I have something for you. You know, that guy who works at Sports Illustrated that you've been flirting with for like a month? Well, he dropped off these NBA finals tickets for you. Ah, I would drool. (laughs) Andy is absolutely stoked. Girl loves the Knicks. She's not like a regular girl. She's like a cool sports gal. Yeah, she's like, I know what the score means. Like, Mm -hmm. I know why he got a penalty. Yeah. 
So it turns out they have a staff meeting in 20 minutes, but their coworker Michelle isn't in yet. And Andy's like, you know what? It's my turn. She grabs some samples. She grabs a sweater and is on her way out the door to go and get Michelle to work. Impossible to do with New York traffic. Yeah. I don't even understand. 9 a.m. I like- in Midtown. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You're not getting anywhere. Bitch, you're, sta- you're standing still. Yeah. Don't even get in a cab. Get in the subway. Yeah, literally. Get your ass on a train. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, we meet Ben next. There's a woman on the street paying for a mag, and a man on a motorcycle just weaves through traffic, and then he parks his bike, shakes out his short, blonde hair, Mm-mm. Ben, a.k.a. Matthew McConaughey, looking like a total hottie. Um, the woman with a magazine is like, hello, and then he goes up to her and starts... He's not really, like, flirting. He's kind of just, like, being a smart aleck. And he's like, mm-hmm. what you reading? Like, his chick magazine. Turn on tricks and how to make him hot. Like, and mm-hmm. then she's like, actually, we have a meeting at Composure Magazine. You should do a little reading up on it because it's the fastest growing women's magazine in the country. And a lot of our clients run international campaigns in this magazine. And this woman is Judy Spears. And her partner that she's about to do this presentation with is Judy Green, known throughout the rest of the film as Spears Mm. and Green. Yep. So then we cut to Michelle's apartment. Somehow Andy has made it there. Somehow it's gorgeous and huge also. Yeah. And also Michelle is played by the incredible (laughs) Catherine Hahn. I love her so much. So Michelle is an absolute wreck. She's in tears. Andy's trying to, like, coax her out of the house. She gives her, like, the cute sweater. And she's like, you have to get up because I'm not going to let you lose your job on top of everything else. And she's like, but Mike broke up with me. Like, I'm so upset. I don't know what I did. Girl. She's, like, sobbing. Andy's consoling her. And she's like, didn't you guys date for, like, a week? And she's crying. She's like, it was the best week of my life. No. I'm like, wow. Is this my future? No. Maybe. Back to Ben's office. Ben is, like, getting to work. He's chatting with his office mates, Tony and Thayer. And Thayer's like, Ben, your tip was right. Delauer Diamonds is looking for a new ad agency. And our firm is going to try to snatch the bag, okay? So Ben is excited. He's like, we're going to fucking snatch that Delauer account. We're going to dominate the diamond market and the entire industry because the Delauers own it all. But he sadly informed that the boss gave it to Green and Spears. And Ben is like, this is fucked. So he decides to crash their meeting with the boss tonight to pitch himself to handle the account. Bold. Yeah, dude's a go-getter. What can I say? (laughs) So back at Composure, Jeannie meets up with Michelle and Andy on the street with coffee. Somehow, Andy has gone to the apartment and back in 20 minutes, the same amount of time that it's taken Jeannie to get them coffee. Mm -hmm. Insane. So Michelle is like still having her meltdown. She doesn't understand like how this breakup has happened to her again. She's like, we had such a connection. And like the first time we had sex, it was so beautiful that I cried. And I told him that I loved him after two days. Bro. And the girls are like, yeah, excuse me. They're like, Girl, what? You have a little bit of a problem. You have a little, you yeah. see someone, go talk to someone. Yeah. So, of course, after she told him that she loved him, he starts dodging her because 
you know, who in their right mind wouldn't. Meanwhile, she's like, but I know like why he stopped talking to me. I know why he dumped me. It's because I'm fat. And they're all like, you are, first of all, you're not fat. And Andy is like, if the most beautiful woman in the world acted that way, any guy would go running for the hills. And Michelle's like, stop it. No guy would run from you. And then she said, you could barf all over him and he would say, do it again. And I'd do it again. Bop, bop. <laughs> so Andy is like, no, I would get dumb too if I did what you did. So then they walk into their staff meeting. They're like somewhat hippy dippy, but also like firm boss Lana makes them all take off their shoes and they sit down and like breathe together. <laughs> Very ETW. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> So then she, like, goes through, like, each department asking them about, like, their stories, their pitches, their leads, etc. Andy pitches her political piece, and her boss is like, you don't work at Time Magazine, lady. You work at Composure. Let's try again. Yeah. So then she gets to Michelle, who I think does, like, health and fitness. Yeah. Michelle doesn't really have a pitch. Jeannie is like... Michelle got dumped this week and everyone was like, oh my God, so sad. The boss is like, but ladies, aren't we loving how she's looking? Doesn't she look amazing? And they're all like, and they're yeah. they're like, yeah, Michelle. <laughs> and Michelle's like, thanks. I haven't eaten since we broke up. Jesus. So Lana's like, write about this. And Michelle's like, I'm not going to write about my personal life. So she offers up the story to another writer. <laughs> like, who wants to write about Michelle? And this girl's like, me. Oh my God. And then Michelle's like, absolutely not. I'm not okay with you mucking around my private life. And that's when Andy interjects and she's like, I'll do it. I mean, I'll kind of do it. I'm going to do, you know, all the common mistakes that women make that drive a guy away. Like a dating in reverse. How to lose a guy in 10 days, mm -hmm. which Lana suggests. And they're like, why 10 days? And she's like, five is too short. And we go to press in 11. Andy is like... The wheels are turning, okay? So then they all go to the lobby where Lana meets up with Spears and Green for their meeting about ads and whatnot. She introduces them to Jeannie, Michelle, and Andy. And then Lana tells Green and Spears like all about Andy's article. She's like super excited about it. She's like, off you go, Andy. Go find the guy. Yeah. That night, Andy and her gal pals head over to the bar. They look hot. I'm like, wow. Remember when I would get dressed up and go to the bar looking hot? Damn. <laughs> Those are the days. Those days are <laughs> far behind us. Yeah. So Andy starts talking about how she's going to pull a column off. She's like, I'm going to do everything guys hate. And Jeannie suggests calling him in the middle of the night and telling him everything she ate that day. And Michelle's like, What's wrong with that? And I'm like, shaking my damn head. Michelle. Michelle, Michelle, you're yeah. cute. You're smart. You have a good job. Yeah. There's no reason. You're a great apartment. Yeah. There's no reason that you should be having these issues. Yeah. So coincidentally, the ad meeting is also at Ooh. the same bar. Mullins. Who would have thought? So Green and Spears and Phil, who's the boss, get to the bar where Ben is already waiting for them with like champagne and all. He then tries to like pitch himself, but Phil is like, no, like these ladies know how to sell luxury better than anyone in the business. And Ben is like, well, let me lay down my idea. How about instead of a diamond is forever, a diamond is for everyone. You get a diamond, you get a diamond, you get a diamond. <laughs> yeah. And Spears is immediately like, shut your mouth. Yeah. If you say diamonds are for everyone, then they aren't rare. They lose their status. And actually, you would know that, Ben, if you understood women. Oof. 
Oof, big old yeah. burn. <laughs> and literally green is like touching this diamond necklace that she has on her like decolletage or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this is weird. You're like <laughs> feeling yourself up in front of your boss. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So back at the bar, the girls are drinking martinis while Andy peruses the crowd. So we get a little back and forth going on. So Ben then says that the skills to market diamonds are the same as those needed to make a woman fall in love. And Spears is like, honey, I'm not talking about lust. A woman in lust wants chocolate. A woman in love wants diamonds. And he's like, yeah, I'm talking about love. I'm talking about like the real deal. And he's like, I love women. I respect them. I listen to them. And that's why I can sell myself to any woman at any time. Ooh, big fight in words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bold claims. Literally. Spears spots Andy in the crowd and she has a flashback and now her gears are turning. She's like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to play the shit out of this guy. So Spears is like, bet. The Delowers are throwing a party next week. Can you get a woman to fall in love with you by then? And he's like, yes, ma'am. Yes, I can do that. (laughs) And they agree that if he can get a woman of their choosing to fall in love with him by the party, then he can have the account. Damn. They really think they're one step ahead. Literally. So Green is like, ooh, okay, like, let's see who's in the bar. She tries to pick out, like, a couple of the more undesirable women. But then Spears is like, no, her gray dress, blonde, cute smile. That's the one. And Ben is like, psh, done and done. Meanwhile, Andy back at the bar, she like is talking to this guy. They're chatting for a little bit. And he's like, yeah, like me and my wife love New York. And then the wife joins Mm -hmm. them. Rough time. And as she's walking away, Ben approaches. And while he goes up to her, Spears fills Green in on the plan. And this scene goes a little something like (laughs) this. (laughs) Andy Anderson. I'm Benjamin Barry. Cute. Thank you. I meant your name. Thank you two times. Unattached? Currently. Likewise. Surprising? Psycho? Rarely. Hmm. Interested? Perhaps. Hungry? Starving? Leaving. Now? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that was my male southern (laughs) accent. I loved it. (laughs) I love doing a southern accent. It's just hard in a a man's voice. I love doing a southern accent. (laughs) I feel like it sounds so corny. Obviously, obviously, this is the point, guys. It's supposed to be corny. Mm -hmm. The point is, though, the chemistry between the two of them is palpable. Oh, yeah. They're also standing so close in this scene. Yeah. If I could just show you this clip during the podcast, I really would. You should go back and see it. (laughs) Because I think their introduction to each other is, like, so A+. Chef's kiss. So Andy is like, bye-bye, friends. <laughs> and they check him out, and they're like, ooh. So um, they head outside, and she thinks they're getting in the car that's parked there. But why would he have a car in New York, first of all? Yeah. And then he's like, nope, it's my motorcycle. And Andy looks, like, shooketh. She's like, yeah. hmm? So he gives her a helmet, and they get on the bike. Oh, and he's like, are you ready to go for a ride, Andy? (laughs) And she's like, are you ready to go for a ride, Ben? Mm. Little do they know. So they go on their first date, which is he. Okay. He picks her up at this bar. He's like, let's get out of here. Where does he take her? A lobster dinner. Yes. Are you kidding me? My God. He says, let's get out of this. First of all, it's an amazing bar. Like, very nice. Yeah. Let's get out of this Mm -hmm. shitty bar and go have a (laughs) five-star dinner. Ladies, 
A man? Uh, a man will never. A man will never take you out on his motorcycle to a fucking mm-hmm. Michelin star seafood restaurant and no. have a beautiful studio apartment. Never. Never. And look like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, because if he does, he doesn't look like Matthew McConaughey. I'm sorry, <laughs> ladies. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, they go to this lobster place. I'm, like, losing my yeah. mind. I want a guy to pick me up and be like, oh, well, let's immediately get a five-star dinner no matter what time it is. I haven't even had, like, a like a guy that I've met in a bar and left with. I've never even gotten, like, pizza or anything. Actually, one time I went home with this guy, and we stopped at, like, a bodega. And I was like, why are we stopping at this bodega? And he was like, to get water. And I was like, do you not have water at your apartment? He got, like, Fiji water. Like, bottled Fiji water for us to drink in his Interesting. home. It's very bizarre. He had a really nice apartment, Ooh. though. Yeah, yeah. I remember... Picking up these two guys who were <laughs> bartenders, and this can sound wild, but like my one of my roommates and I went to a gala, Sonora. Mm, yes, yes, yeah, and they were pouring champagne for free all night. And we were drinking so much champagne. And we befriended them. And they gave us mm-hmm. so much champagne. I was already really fucked yeah. up by the time we were leaving. <laughs> and we'd go get pizza after. And these men are much older than us. We're still in college. And these are, like, grown men. Yeah. And we got pizza. And I remember throwing up in the bathroom for sure. I think I might have thrown up on my plate a little. Oh. I know. Insane. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> Insane. It's not like super cute. <laughs> so that doesn't remind me of this movie at all. Yeah, this was not my New York experience. Certainly, uh, not. I will tell you that much. I think maybe we hung out with the wrong people. Yeah, we should have been going to nicer bars. Maybe. <laughs> Literally, though, we could be sh- we could have yeah. been sugar babies by now. Damn, could have swindled a man. Yeah, really. <sighs> what was I talking about? Oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they're at the restaurant. They're eating this lobster. And Ben is like, oh, so what do you think? And she's like, about the food or you? And he's like, both. And she's like, well, the food is great. And I'm still deciding on you. Mm-hmm. She has some questions for him. And he's like, I'll give you three questions. So she asks him a little bit about himself. He's an advertiser. He works mostly with athletic equipment and alcoholic beverages. But right now he's trying to break into the jewelry industry. Yeah. He asks her where she works. And she's like, I work at Composure. And he's like, ah, Saving the world one fashion mag at a time. And Andy's like, actually, sir, I'm very educated. I have a master's. I want to do other things, more serious things. Like, write about alcoholic beverages and sports equipment. And I was like, touche. You met your match, Benjamin Barry. So amazing rapport on the first date. The chemistry is off the Mm. charts. And she asks one final question. All's fair in love and war? And he's like, yes, ma'am. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Little do you know what you have gotten yourself into, sir. Oh my gosh. I wonder if, because you know how before you embark on a relationship or something, you're like, you're like totally free minded. You're like, yeah, let's do this. But then now you're like, there's so much I didn't know. Yeah. Tip of the iceberg. So they get to Ben's apartment. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. He's doing very well for himself. It's clean. Ugh. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so clean. I love it. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> like Christina's like gazing off into the distance. She's like, a clean apartment. A man's clean apartment. Unfathomable. Yeah, I haven't seen one of those in a very long time. <laughs> I'm just like he wasn't he didn't even like expect company. 
That's how you know. Yeah. Ugh, he didn't even expect. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like getting hot right now. He I know. Is, guys, I'm sweating. I don't think you understand. His bathroom was so clean. Oh my god. There was no like weird ring around the toilet bowl. There was no like water in the soap dispenser. No, no, no. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so he goes to grab her beer and she goes to the bathroom. She calls Michelle and she's like, yeah, like I'm at his place. And she's like, oh my God, you're going to sleep with him. And she's like, no, I'm not going to sleep with him. I have self-control. And then Ben is like in his living room. He has like one of those CD, like multi-CD player things that used to be all the rage. Mm-hmm. Like a stereo system. Yeah. Yeah. So he puts on uh, It's Getting Hot in Here by Nelly and like lights some candles. And then he's like, wait, wait, wait. A diamond is a long-term commitment, mm-hmm. not a one-night stand. So he blows out the candles and he changes the music to Let's Stay Together, classic. Meanwhile, Andy's still in the bathroom. She's like on the phone. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to dangle the bait. It's going to be good. She hangs up, meets Ben in the bedroom. She like sits on his bed, like kind of lies down on it and like pats the spot next to her. Mm-hmm. And he like goes backwards and sits on the dresser oh across the God. room. If a guy did that to me, I'd be like, we need to rip our clothes off immediately. Oh, yeah. I, I'm i overwhelmed. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she, like, pats the bed again, and then he pats the dresser. So she, like, laughs and goes and joins him on the dresser. Yeah. And there's a little bit of, like, silence, but then she leans over and gives him a big old kiss. And he's like, hey, hey, let's not go too fast. And she's like, yeah. But then he leans over and kisses her again, and they make out, and she's like, you're right, it's too fast. And then, of course, they start making out again, Mm -hmm. go over to the bed, and eventually they're, like, too fast. So they stop, and Andy says she wants him to respect her. He says he does, and he wants her respect. So they establish that they both respect (laughs) each other, and they get off the fucking bed. And Andy leaves, but from his fire escape, Ben says goodbye to her. And under his breath, he's like, oh, you are already falling in love with me. And under her breath, she's like, I'm going to make you wish you were dead. (laughs) (laughs) Little does Benny boy know she left her purse behind as a freaking trap. Mm. Understand me? Yeah. A mouse trap. There um, There was a show that I watched. I think it was called Mixology. It was like one season. And they talked about, like, leaving an anchor baby, I think is what they called it. Wow. You, like, leave something behind. So you have something to, like, go back to so you can, like, rejoin the whatever conversation. An anchor baby, like, politically, is has been used mm-hmm. as, like, when you go somewhere, like, you're an undocumented. Yeah. And then you have the baby there so mm-hmm. you can get citizenship. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I see the, this, the parallel about, like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, you leave something behind or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It is a good tactic. Yeah. So the next day at Ben's office, he's talking to his friends. He's like, yeah, I have this whole like thing in the bag. I got it. She's like already on the ropes. And he's like, yeah, she even left her purse behind. Mm. And the dudes are like, well, what's in it? He's like, I haven't looked in it yet. I'm a gentleman. I'm respectful. And one of them's like, "Mm, I think she left it there on purpose. Like we should take a look. And then he like, accidentally knocks it on the ground so all the contents spill out and what do they find the knicks tickets those sweet sweet finals ticks Mm. baby back at composure andy gets a delivery of 100 yes 100 roses and it says Mm -hmm. you are 100 times more beautiful than 100 roses and i was like 
a man will never. A man would never. No. Ah. So Andy's like, oh my gosh, that means he found the next tickets. So Ben gives Andy a call and tells her he had a wonderful time and he has her back. And he's like, you must need it back, especially for those next tickets. And she's like, well, I'm actually going to the game with somebody else. And he's like, I don't think so. You did not leave your purse here accidentally. Subconsciously, you are dying to take me to that game. And she's like, "Mm, I don't know. And he's like, don't deny your psychic desires. Like, I'm going to the game. And she's like, all right, meet me at Madison Square Garden. They both hang up. And at the same time, they're both like, and that's how it's done. They are such, like, two, what is it called? Peas in a pod? No, ends of the same candle. You're burning the candle on both ends. I can't remember. Two sides of the same coin? Yes. yes. Hell yeah. There you go. The next scene's at MSG. The game is happening. The teams are going at it. Both Ben and Andy are super invested, and Ben is impressed that she's a, a cool sports gal, a cool sports mm. chick. So they yeah. get caught on the kiss cam, and they have a smooch, and then the game starts up again. And Andy's like, click, time to flip the motherfucking switch. (laughs) So she tells him that she's thirsty and she's like, please, like, go get me a soda. And he's like, there is a minute left on the game. She's like, fine, like, I'll go. And she's like, he's like, no, 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 no. I'll go. I got it. So he runs to the concession stand and this poor old man working there, he's in no rush. But, you know, Ben is like, Come on, come on, come on. He's literally watching mm-hmm. it on the TV in, like, the concession stand. Yeah. And then he grabs the soda, books it back to the seats. So Andy is like, oh, my God, thank you. Takes one sip. And she's like, it's not diet. And he's like, what? She's like, Ben, it's not diet. Like, it's please, I'm diet. so thirsty. So he, like, runs up to get her another one. And she's, like, drinking the other Coke. He is booking it down the hallway and he just misses like rounding the corner to miss the game winning shot on the TV screen. Devastating. The crowd goes wild. The Knicks have won. Ben is absolutely livid. But he keeps it together outside of Madison Square Garden and he's like, oh my god, that was like such an exciting game. Like, it's too bad you missed that final play. (laughs) And he's like, yep, too bad. So Andy is getting into a cab, and she's like, are you as nice as you seem, Ben? And he's like, "Mm, no, and then kisses her on the cheek, and she's like, good, neither am I. She's leaving breadcrumbs. Yeah. She gets in the cab to go home, and she's like, 5th and 12th. And I'm like, 5th and 12th? (laughs) That is quite the money address that you are living on, girl. In a doorman building? You're doing well for yourself. They must be paying you well a composure. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I want to do real stuff. I'm like, you're getting real money. This is real. It's reality. Start a blog. Like, do it in your free time. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Dog with a blog. (laughs) So the next day, Ben is in a meeting. Phil is throwing these, like, portfolios on the table. He's like, horseshit, horseshit, horseshit. All of your guys' work has been absolute horseshit. Mm. And the secretary comes in, and she's like, Ben, Andy's on the line. And then (laughs) Phil's like, all right, you can take the call because obviously he's – a part of this whole bet. Candy has a thick New York accent. Yeah. She's like, Mr. Benjamin. Yeah. Andy Anderson's on the line. I'm sorry, Mr. Warren. Wait, how do I do it? I'm sorry, Mr. Warren. I have Andy on the line here. <laughs> that was good. 
<laughs> so Ben tells Andy he's in a meeting, but Andy keeps rattling off and she's like, what are you doing tonight? And she's like, it's me. I miss you, Benny Boo Boo. Boo 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 Boo. <laughs> and they decide to go to a movie, Andy's Choice. She's like, I get to pick. Oh, my God. Oh, so they go and see Sleepless in Seattle. Andy keeps talking, so she keeps getting, like, shushed by the guy behind them. And she looks at Ben, and she's like, what are you thinking about? He's like, just watching. He's like, I like this movie. And she's like, yeah, but, like, what's on your mind? And he's like, I want to kill myself. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And she's like, oh, so your mind is a complete blank. Who is she? And he's like, what she's like i can't believe you're thinking about another girl right now like she's being so yeah. obnoxious ben is eventually like i'm not thinking about another girl like you want to know what i'm thinking about i'm sitting here thinking about how damn beautiful you are and she's like oh benji and like leans over and is like kissing his cheek and she's like i love sharing this with you and the dude behind them is just like absolutely fed up he's like now i can't hear and can't see He's unpleased. He's having a bad time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Andy leans over to the guy and she's like, if you don't shut up, my boyfriend over here is going to come back there and pummel your ass. And the guy behind them is like, put a muzzle on your old lady before you bring her out into public. And she <laughs> gets – is pretty scathing. She gets this guy so pissed off that he asks Ben to take it outside. And Ben is like – Look, I don't want to fight. I'm just going to get him to give you an apology. And then as soon as he turns around, this guy punches him in the face. Yeah. is pretty brutal. This dude's also huge. He's massive. Yeah, he's a very large man. He's like, I just yeah. want to watch Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> and yeah. so he goes back inside, but Andy and Ben are still out there because he is on the ground. He is not doing so yeah. hot. She's mm -hmm. like, maybe we need to go to a hospital. And he's like, no, no, just hold still. He starts like rubbing his face on her body. Yeah. And she's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Huh, you're fine. So the next day, his friend is like making fun of him for the fucking shiner that he has. And Ben is like, yeah, like the getting punch part sucked, but getting nursed back to health, like getting taken care mm -hmm. of. That was pretty good. And so his friend there is like, oh, like, do you want me to tape the Knicks game for you tonight? Ben is like, nah, I'm watching the game tonight with my girl. I'm cooking for her. Like, I'm going to make the special lamb. It's clearly a move of his. Mm -hmm. So back at Composure, Andy talks to her gal pals about the incident last night. And she actually admits that when he was punched, it was kind of adorable. Like, after he got hurt, mm. she was kind of like, ooh. Yeah. And Lana pops in and tells Andy she's been loving her notes. And Andy's like, well, I'm seeing him again tonight. And after she leaves, Michelle's like, oh, my fucking God, I hate when she pops <laughs> up like that. Yeah. And Lana's like, mm, still here. So yeah. Andy takes smaller bites tonight. Because Andy has been chowing down on the sandwich the whole time she's been chatting and taking mm. just, like, gigantic monstrous bites. Because a girl's yeah. hungry. And then they all laugh. And it's just a cute little time. It's a cute little office moan mm. with the gals. Yeah. So that night at Ben's apartment, Andy comes in with, like, this huge box of crap. Ben is cooking. And she's like, oh, my God, like, what a beautiful table. And he's like, grab yourself a beer. Like, dinner's almost ready. So she goes over to the bedroom. She decorates it with, like, this pink, like, Insane. comforter, stuffed animal. She adds those, like, absolutely atrocious, like, fuzzy, like, toilet seat covers 
there's a breeding ground for like disease. Yeah, I hate them. Nasty. She like put stuff in the medicine cabinet. It's like while you're doing that, why not just put fuzzy, you know, covers over the faucet so that every yeah. time you touch it, the germs can just hang out. Why not? So Ben is then putting the cherry glaze on this lamb that he has been working on all day. Slaving over. Yeah. And Andy is at like the stereo and she's like, Cheryl, Tori, Sinead, Jewel, Fiona, Carly, gang's all here. And starts playing um, You're So Vain by Carly Simon and like sings along and sings it to Ben. Very intense. So Ben notices the potpourri and the framed picture of her now on his bedside table. And then he's like, what do you have in that box? It is a baby fern. And she's like, just like our relationship, a helpless little baby in need of tender, loving care. And it's like... Uh, this is the third time they have met each other. Uh, things are going downhill quickly. Mm-hmm. So they sit down for dinner, and Ben turns on the game, and then he brings over the food that he's been slaving away on, puts the lamb down on her plate, and she starts crying. She's like, it's beautiful. I wish I ate meat. And I'm literally like, damn, if a guy did this for me, I'd be like, you are shit out of luck tonight, yeah. brother. <laughs> So she cries and sings Mary Had a Little Lamb. Like, oh. this movie, like any movie of this time period, like early 2000s, just shames health food and vegetarians. Oh, yeah. If you were like a vegetarian in the 2000s, it was like Anomaly. the butt of every joke. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to this vegan restaurant. Ben is like absolutely hating his life. He's trying to eat what he just, I think he's like, this stuff is for cows or something like that. Yeah. He asked the waitress if she knows the score for the game and she's like, do I look like the kind of person who knows the score for a Knicks game? She has like piercings and like dyed hair. I think she's wearing like a bindi or something. And I think she's white too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. She then notices that Andy isn't eating and she's like, is there something wrong with the barley? And Andy's like, no. And then she starts crying and she's like, my boyfriend thinks I'm fat. I can't eat in front of you. And everyone in the restaurant is, like, horrified. Just, like, death glares glory. Yeah. So she runs off to the bathroom, and Ben tells the waitress that he doesn't think she's fat. Still, no one believes him. Why would they? Mm. It, it was. It's, like, the type of place that would be, like, we um, do, like... <laughs> We do, like, a doula work in addition to being a restaurant. Mm -hmm. So um, Andy runs into the kitchen where the chefs are making food. She grabs, like, a burrito or something and watches the Knicks game on the monitor in there. And I'm literally like, you dirty, dirty girl. You (laughs) fucking fooled this poor man while you're eating it up over here. But a player misses the shot. The Knicks lose. They're all pissed, and Andy's like, next game. Yeah. So they get back to Ben's apartment. He's, like, rushing in to turn on the TV, like, gets it to Sports Center to see, like, the last 30 seconds of the game. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a delayed Yeah, one. yeah. And then Andy, like, says under her breath, she's like, I can't believe he missed that shot. And Ben is like, what? And then he misses the shot. And she, he's like, how did, how did you know that? And she's like, he always misses the shot at the top of the key and he sits down he's like he never misses the shot at the top of the key so then andy slaps her hand on his thigh 
to distract him. She starts like feeling him up and then she just like pounces on him and starts like unbuttoning his shirt. Uh. And she's like, does Princess Sophia want to come out and play? Because she has named his dick Princess Sophia. And she's like, little big, little big. I don't know. We will find out. And I'm like, I'm having a meltdown. so cringe. This whole scene is so cringy. Yeah. He simply can't go on. He kind of like gets up and he's like, listen, if you're going to name my member something. (laughs) I I hate that. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, name it something manly like Spike or Butch or Krull the Warrior King. And she's like, what what was that? What was that last one? Krull the Warrior King? Immediate regret. Immediate. The next day... At the ad, oh wait, just kidding. There is more, there is more. So she gets up and is like, does Krull the Warrior King wanna come out and play? And she does like baby talk, which not in the bedroom. Uh, Don't bring that shit to the bedroom. And he says, due to intense humiliation, the king has momentarily abdicated his throne. (laughs) So Andy's like, I'll be going then. But he stops her in the elevator and he's like, can I see you tomorrow? And she tells him to call her. And as the door closes, she's like, what the fuck? Like, why isn't this working? Yeah. So the next day at the ad agency, Thayer is reading like terms from a thesaurus for the diamond pitch. None of them seem right. The boys are super frustrated. So they decide to take a break. They're going to play pool, which they have this like giant pool table in the middle of the office. Yeah. I'm like, damn, that seems cool. Dudes rock. Yeah. Just <laughs> dudes being bros bros being guys so ben is talking about how like andy is kind of driving him nuts and they're like i thought you said she was really cool like that this week was gonna be great and he was like no that was the good andy now she's evil andy and they're like you just have to make it five more days pal and then right on cue andy shows up in head-to-toe Burberry plaid, Mm -hmm. and she's holding a Chinese crested dog. Oh, my God. And if you don't know what a Chinese crested is, it's, like, those dogs that kind of look like rats. Mm Mm-hmm. So she meets the guys and, like, shows them this dog that she's gotten for the two of them named Krull, Krull the Warrior King. Mm-hmm. Oof. So she shows them a matching Burberry shirt and makes Ben put it on now so that they all match. Like a little plaid family. <laughs> and she starts aggressively making out with him in front of his coworkers. Crawl pees on the pool table. Mm-hmm. It's like a fucking mess in here. So Ben notices Crawl's yeah. diamond collar and he's like, he honestly is sweet and kind of like saves this mm-hmm. absolute mess that's going on. Yeah. And he's like, he's got more ice than Liberace. And she's like, no, it's just a little frosting. And he's like, frosting? Frosting? Come again? So Ben busts into the room where Phil, Spears, and Green are working on the diamond pitch, and he's like, frost yourself. And they're like, excuse me? And he's like, frosting. That should be the theme, seeing diamonds as frosting. They talk about, like, the party being, like, frosted theme, like, frosted champagne glasses, frosted chandeliers, everything. Phil loves it. He's like, I'm down. He opens the window, and he's like, women of New York! frost yourself and then i think somebody else like frost this <laughs> and yeah it's great in the apartment that night ben walks in with crawl to 17 new messages from andy insane yeah andy knocks on the door and she comes in with him our family album 
Okay. There are composite photos of what their kids would look like. And Ben is not excited. Andy starts sobbing. He comes over to her and he's like, no, no, like show me the album. I want to see it. So there's a fake wedding picture, fake babies, a fake vacation. And these kids look friggin' rough. This is not an advanced Photoshop job. No. So the phone rings in the middle of this hellstorm and it's Ben's mom. And it's for Andy. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> and she's asking about the album. There's like a rapport going on between his mother. Yeah. She's like, I just showed him. Like, she, he loved it. He thinks our children are very attractive. And oh it's like, God. oh, my God. Ben is extremely unwell. He goes to the bathroom to like wash his face and calm down and then he sees like just the plethora of products that andy has left starting with like the vagisil then he opens the medicine cabinet it is just like full of tampons and like all types of shit he's like no 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 andy is like laughing in the bedroom so he comes outside and andy's like oh benny like do you have plans tonight and he's like oh like it's a shame. Like I have to work. Like I would have loved to watch the game with you. And she's like, oh, like that sucks. Like I had tickets for tonight. And he's like, come again? Tickets? And she's like, yeah, like great tickets. Front row, like so close. You can smell the sweat. And he's like, oh, like, you know what? I bet, I bet Tony can fill in for me. Like, yeah, thanks, babe. Like, this is gonna be great. Cut to them leaving Madison Square Garden, having just watched the Celine Dion concert. They're wearing, like, matching Celine Dion t-shirts. It's incredible. Ben wants to throw himself down the stairs. (laughs) The next day, Andy's on the roof, suntanning with the gals, and she tries to brainstorm the next step But she says she has to figure out something really appalling because nothing's working. Jeannie suggests she do something tonight. But Andy's like, no, he has a guy's poker night. And Jeannie is like, that is until he met you. Honey, you got a big storm coming. (laughs) So that night, the guys are like smoking cigars. They're playing poker. Tony asks like, so is she in love with you yet? And he's like, please, she's planning the wedding. Literally. Yeah. So then Andy shows up. Ben is, you know, contemplating suicide because she just lets herself in. And he's like, how did you get a key? And she's like, oh, I had your super make me a copy. Super illegal. You can't do that. And she's like, are you mad? And he's like, no, of course not. Of course I'm not mad. My God. So Andy says hi to the guys. She brings out snacks. She's like, yucky, yucky pizza, (laughs) yummy, yummy cucumber sandwiches, and takes the pizza out of Tony's hand. All the guys try the sandwiches. Honestly, very kind gesture. I feel like not every guy group would be like, okay, I'll try your crazy, whack-ass girlfriend's (laughs) sandwiches. So Andy starts coughing and waving the cigar smoke away, and she ends up getting all the guys to put out their cigars so everyone's in a pissy mood. Mm-hmm. And Tony is about to murder her. So then Andy goes into the kitchen and grabs some tissues and comes back out and holds it out for Ben. She's like, blow. And he's like, what? And she's like, nobody likes a Mr. Sniffles. So he blows his nose into this tissue that she's holding. She's even like, white, healthy. Oh my God. And then, yeah. And then she looks over and sees that the love fern that she bought for them is dying. And she freaks out and she's like, it's dead. And Ben is just like, no, honey, it's just sleeping. 
and she screams. She's like, you let it die. Are you going to let us die? And there's like psycho music playing in the background. It's so funny. And Annie goes back to the kitchen. When she comes back, she overhears Thayer and Ben talking about how she's crazy. Literally, Ben is doing like, you know, the like cuckoo gesture. Yeah, exactly. And she comes in. She's like, are you saying I'm some kind of mental person? She tosses the crudite all over the poker table. <laughs> Apparently that was improv and they didn't tell the other actors yeah. that she was going to do it. So they do look very shocked. And she's like, that's it. I'm taking this love friend with me. And she runs away. So Ben runs after her and he's like, Andy, like, what the fuck is happening? Like, you're acting insane. Krull keeps barking and he tells Krull to shut up. And Andy's like... I can't date someone who doesn't like animals and thinks that I'm a mental person. And he's like, where is the cool, sexy, smart Andy that wanted to be a serious journalist? Like, you are all over the place. You're like a one-woman circus. And she's like, I guess that means we're over then. And he's like, yeah, fine. And the elevator door is closed. And Andy is surprised to see that she is actually feeling some type of way about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Ben gets back to his apartment and the guys are like, Dude, it's four more days. You are so close. And there is like, you know what always keeps my wife from leaving me? <laughs> Couples therapy. And they hype him up. They send him right back out. And Ben runs down the fire escape. He gets downstairs just as Andy is walking out. And he begs her for another chance. And she's like, haven't you had enough? <laughs> so he says he'll do anything and asks to go to couples therapy. He's like, Thayer has a great doctor. And Andy's like, no, I know a therapist. I'll make an appointment. Oh, my God. So Andy takes Ben to therapy. And by taking him to therapy, I mean she takes him to Michelle's apartment where Michelle is pretending to be a therapist. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. She lets them in. And before they start, she's like, how do you plan to pay? Andy directs it on over to Ben. The session is $300. (laughs) So... (laughs) He pays for it like a good boy um, and good for Michelle. She's turned a profit. Yeah. <laughs> so she asks like about the relationship, like how long you've been together. And Andy's like, it's been seven days. And then Ben is like, do you think it's a little early for like couples counseling? And she's like, well, seven days isn't a lifetime. And he's like, yeah, it's like a week. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you hear that tone? So then they start like bickering. Andy reveals that like they haven't even had sex yet. And she's like, oh, yeah, like Ben has a little problem in the bedroom. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. The one time we were actually about to have sex, you named my penis Princess Sophia. Yeah. And Michelle is like, Ben, let me ask you, when was it that you first realized that you're attracted to men? Ah. So Ben Ah. starts getting angry and the women call him a rageaholic because they're just (laughs) gaslighting him at every fucking turn. And Michelle (laughs) says she's seen this before. Okay, many times, and she reaches for his hand, and Andy is enraged. She's like, yeah. you are a pathological flirt, and puts tissues under her armpits, because she's like, I'm sweating, I sweat when I'm stressed. <laughs> so they talk about how he's ashamed of Andy. She says that he freaked out when she called his mom, and Ben was like, no, no, like, we can spend a whole weekend in Staten Island. And Michelle's like, that's a great idea. And he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you, Michelle. I don't have to go to Staten <laughs> Island with this dude. So they ride on over to Staten Island to Ben's family house, and I'm just like, the fact that they've been trying to convince us that Matthew McConaughey Texas accent yeah. is from Staten Island is astounding to it's me. It's pretty raw. 
Yeah. I'm like, I know people from Staten Island. They do not sound like that. No. So they get to the house. Andy and Ben's mom, like, officially meet face to face. She meets, like, his baby nephew, some other kids that just kind of, like, run through the house that we never see again. Don't know who's there. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. So the family is all in the back playing bullshit. And Andy goes out and meets them all. They all are Southern. (laughs) Yeah. All got Southern accents. So Ben's dad explains how to play the game, and Andy is already doing pretty well. The family loves her because she's actually being her honest self. I think that when Mm -hmm. she, like, walks into the back, she kind of realizes, like, oh, fuck, like, I can't fuck with these people. They're actually quite kind. Yeah, can't be a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. So Ben joins them, and he has the, like, running record for bullshit. He's the best in the family. And Andy tries to call bullshit on him. She plays herself. She has to pick up the cards. Mm -hmm. And he leans into Andy and says that the key is reading people. And he's like, mom's never been good at it. Why is that, mom? Because she's pure of heart. She's better because she's pure of heart. (laughs) It's so wholesome. Mm. Ben loves his mom. So then his sister shows up. Andy's, like, kicking ass in the game. Ben is, like, perplexed because he's usually the best. He is losing poorly. And it turns out that the entire family is just, like, giving her signals on when to call him. They're, like, even looking at his cards and stuff. Ben plays another card, but, like, nobody knows what to do or what to call it. And Andy's just kind of, like, bullshit. And then Ben looks around and then realizes they've all been selling him out the whole time. And he's like, you're all fucking liars and cheaters. He's, like, going off. And then the mom is like, Andy, like, you better come back soon because you're the first one to throw him off the top of the board. And Andy's like, oh, why? Like, we're all of his other girlfriends, bullshit losers. And the mom is like, no, you're the first girl he's ever brought home. Don't you break his heart now. And Andy's like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. I fucking suck. I fucking hate myself. Yeah. So (laughs) next montage is Ben teaching Andy how to ride the motorcycle. And it is... So cute. I love this scene. It's like my favorite part in the whole movie. Like it makes me feel some type of way. And when I was watching it, I was like, damn, I'm never going to feel the touch of a man ever again. Stop that. (laughs) You just stop saying that. This pandemic has gone on for so long. Oh my God. (sighs) It's rough out here, guys. Bro. It's a. It's not great. It's not a great time unless no. you literally are like living with your significant other. Yeah. So Ben gets <laughs> them some ice cream, and they're about to like have this cute little ice cream date when someone drives by and splashes just a bunch of dirty water onto them, and they laugh. They're like, "Who cares?" Mm-hmm. And Andy drives them home on the motorcycle. They're, like, being their actual selves. Mm -hmm. It's, like, flowing. It's going well. So they get into the bathroom and are, like, looking at their muddy selves in the mirror. Ben is, like, showing her how to use, like, the shower. He's like, oh, yeah, don't, like, flush the toilet. Otherwise, it'll be scalding. Andy sits down on the toilet. She's, like, not feeling too hot. He's, like are you okay? And she's like, yeah, like, you know, I love everything about this house. And like, I don't know. And he's like, well, what's wrong? And she's just like, you know, like when your mom hugged me today, like she really hugged me and she's like crying. She gets really emotional. She's like for winning a game of bullshit. I thought she was going to be like, (laughs) I thought she was going to be like, I'm an orphan. Because the way that she (laughs) sat down and like starts like getting emotional Oh, yeah. she's an orphan in in Bride Wars. Maybe that's where I got that yes, from. 
Oh, probably. Yeah. Because she just seems really touched by, like, the family dynamic. Yes. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, do you not have a family? Like, they're not <laughs> yeah. like this. But Ben says, that's a good thing, and asks her to smile, and she kind of, like, grimaces, it's this fake cheese, and then they chuckle, and he holds her face and kisses her. <laughs> and then Christina ruins okay. the moment. <laughs> okay, listen. I really like this scene. I've always liked this scene. It, like, usually makes me very emotional, and it was making me very emotional, except maybe just watching it this time with, like, a critical eye. I never really realized how fucking weird it is that after they kiss, she just like puts her arms up in the air like a toddler does, like when you take help take off their clothes. And I'm like, what is this choice? It made me like fully break out of my emotions and I just started laughing because I was like, this is insane. I just can't imagine if I was making out with somebody and then they stopped and just like put their arms up in the air. I'd be like, what are you what are you doing? I, on the other hand, was just like, this is endearing. <laughs> They're passionate. They're undressing each other. It's implied yeah. that they make love in his parents' shower. It is a very steamy scene, though. Like, yeah. other than that one weird arm moment. Yeah. It is super steamy. I'm like, oh my god. When I watched that, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, can I be there? Where are you, Matthew? Like, Phil, Phil, you have to come to New York ASAP. Ew. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, they're on the Staten Island Ferry. They ride back to Manhattan. He walks her over to her apartment. They wait on the steps for a second, and he invites her to the Delauer party as his girlfriend. And she looks at him and says... Tomorrow will be the 10th day they've been dating, so they'll see if it's real. And as she walks away, he pulls out two Knicks tickets. Oh my god, this part (laughs) made me so emotional. Yeah. He pulls out two Knicks tickets and tells her not to make plans for day 13. He really likes her. He really does. Guys, it's a game seven. (laughs) Because in... I don't know what that means. So when you um, go to the playoffs... Every series is seven games. Mm. So, like, if the Knicks, for example, were playing a given team and they had, like, six games already, that means that Mm. it's three to three. Like, one team won three games and Knicks won three games. And so the seventh game would decide who would get to Mm. um, move on in the actual, like, championship. And depending Mm. on what round this is, this could be, like, determining if they get to go to the championship. Mm. So, okay. so it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Could be a really good game. Mm-hmm. So Andy is like starting to feel conflicted because, you know, she's writing this article, but she also is starting to have some feelings. So she tells her boss that she can't write the piece. And the boss is like, well, that's too bad because I want a copy on my desk in 48 hours. And Andy's like, I don't think I can do it. And she's like, you will do it because you're a professional. <sighs> yeah. That night at Andy's apartment. Ben comes with a car to pick up Andy. She's wearing an absolutely gorgeous yellow dress. Mm. She looks stunning. You know, proving to blondes everywhere that we can wear yellow. Hell yeah. Revolutionary. (laughs) I do love this dress. I will say the only thing that really dates it is the drop waist. I think if it didn't have the drop waist, it'd be perfect. Is that like what it has like just like the thing right here and the rest is like it's like um it's like a band of fabric like around like oh. the hips. Yeah. So it's like a lower weight rather than like your natural waist line. Mm-hmm. It's like lower. Yeah. Yeah. That was like it was the big whole in like the two thousands. Yeah. yeah. 
like the pants so low, it's like the top of your vagina pretty yeah. much. Yeah. But he does say, you know, she looks beautiful. So they get to the party. It's Incredible. gorgeous. Yeah. It looks like a small scale Met Gala, if you will. They everyone is just like dripping in diamonds. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony there are super happy to see that Andy and Ben made it together. Ben goes to the bar to get them drinks and sends Andy off to the diamond table where they are loaning out diamonds for the night. Insane. Then we cut to Lana, Andy's boss, and Phil, Ben's boss. They run into each other. They chat about, you know, how Mrs. DeLauer is the one that got all these different diamond retailers to appear at the same event. And Mr. DeLauer goes over to Andy at the diamond table and he's like, oh, such beauty must be celebrated. I insist you wear the Isadora diamond. It is this like massive like canary diamond necklace. It's huge. They said something in the movie like it was like 38 or 58 carats, like some horrendous, horrendous size. Yeah. So back to Ben, the ladies are chatting with him, Green and Spears. And they tell him that it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter that she's there. At the end of the day, she has to love him. So Andy chats with DeLauer a little bit, and he kisses her hand. And um, Ben is, like, watching from his side of the room. He's just, like, finding her super endearing and Mm. is admiring her. Meanwhile, at the bar, Mrs. DeLauer comes up to Ben and asks him to order her a whiskey sour. And this woman is... I love this woman. Eccentric. (laughs) Very eccentric old lady. She has, like, a red, like, feather wig. Like, it's crazy. She's, like... Excuse me, can you order me a whiskey sour? And I'm like, wow, I want to be this woman. (laughs) That's the dream. So he introduces himself with Warren Advertising, and she's like, I'm delighted to meet you. And Andy sees, and she admires him, and she's giggling. It's very cute. Yeah. Meanwhile, Phil, Green, and Spears are all watching Andy, like, smiling at Ben. And Spears is like, this is ridiculous. Like, she couldn't possibly be in love. And Phil's like, well, I'm going to find out. So he goes over to Andy, they like chat briefly, and they like talk about the diamonds, whatever. And he's like, ah, but you know, there isn't a diamond in the world that shines or sparkles like a woman in love. Mm. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm not in love. I mean, I've only known him for 10 days. Like, I I couldn't, I couldn't possibly. (gasps) But she does. She does. (laughs) Yeah. And Phil smiles and he's like, Ben is a very lucky man. And as he's walking away, Andy's like, please don't tell him. Please don't tell him yet. And Spears (laughs) and Green are like, fuck me up the ass. Jesus Christ. Yeah. They're pissed. So the whole thing begins unraveling because Spears and Green can't accept that she's actually in love with him. Mm -hmm. So Phil goes to Ben and he's like, get ready to pitch, baby. And Mm -hmm. Lana comes up to him and she's like, oh, are you the new point man for the DeLauer campaign? Meanwhile, Tony and Thera are celebrating when Spears and Green come up to them and say that Ben is a cheater. Andy's known about the bet the whole time and they tell him to enjoy his short victory and leave to talk to Warren. So then Tony and Thera are trying to do like damage control and they go over to Andy and they're like, hey, like, just so you know, Phil's about to come over here in like two minutes. Um, Just pretend that you didn't know anything about the bet. Pretend that you weren't playing along, that you actually are in love with him. And Andy's like, what? 
Yeah. Um, absolutely heartbroken. Meanwhile, while Lana is talking to Ben, he's like, excuse me, I have to go see that very beautiful girl in the yellow dress. And Lana's like, oh, that's Andy. She's writing an article for me. She's my how-to girl. She's working on this piece right now called How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days ah. and starts talking about like all the torturous things that she's been doing to this guy before it dawns on her that it is Ben. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck. So they're both extremely hurt because they've both been using each yes. other. So Andy goes and grabs some more champagne, as would I. Yeah. For some reason, Phil <laughs> gets on stage to introduce Marvin Hamlish because he's performing this evening. So he does that, but Andy walks on stage and grabs the mic and she's like, uh, a little tips, you know, she's a little drunk. Yeah. She starts talking about Ben and says that he has prepared a little musical snack for Mrs. Delauer <laughs> this evening. And Ben has uh, to go up on stage. It is rough. unraveling. So he gets up and he's like, Andy, 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 don't run off. And he gets Tony and Thayer to bring her back on stage. Yeah. He's like, we're going to sing a duet. And I would be like, fucking kill me. So Ben turns to Marvin Hamlish. This cameo is so weird. To me. I'm like, why? I don't know why he's there. Yeah. In case you're unaware, Marvin Hamlish is a musical theater composer, writer, if you will. He then is like, hey, Marvin, do you know you're so vain? And he's like, that's not one of my songs. And he's like, fucking work with me, Marvin. So <laughs> Marvin starts playing You're So Vain. They're singing. This performance is atrocious. It's not good. Yeah, it devolves into them, like, changing the lyrics so that it's, like, about them. They're arguing. Like, it's a damn mess. Eventually, Andy, like, screams into the mic, like, the last note and then storms off. And as she's running off, Mrs. DeLauer is like, wasn't she wearing the Isadora? And everyone freaks out and runs after her. Yeah, so outside of the DeLauer party, Andy is running off when Ben confronts her. And she's like, I was used for a bet. And Ben was like, yeah, and I was your guinea pig, so you used me for your story. And she's like, well, I'm just a girl somebody picked in a bar. And he's like, oh, yeah, I bet you can use that as like a little twist in your story now. And she's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we should bet on it. And it's like, oof. And then he's like, well, you know what, Andy? You did your job. You wanted to lose a guy in 10 days? Congratulations. He did it. You just lost him. He's walking <sighs> away. And she's like, no, I didn't, Ben. Because you can't lose something you never had. Great. And walks away. Honestly, Kate Hudson did. She did that. She was good. She did that. Yeah. <laughs> At Composure, Andy's boss is reading over the piece. She loves it. She's like, now you can write about anything. And Andy's like, even politics? And Lana's like, oh, sweetie, no. You can write no. about whatever you like as in shoes, laser therapy. You know, the sky's the limit. Not politics, though. And yeah. Andy is like, thank you for making this easy for me. I appreciate the opportunity, but I have to go. She quits. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the ad agency, Ben is in his feelings. You know, he's like, if I could do it over again, like, yeah, I would definitely do things differently. Turns out he's talking to Krull. Um, mm -hmm. He's like, you're the only one that knows us both. And he, you know, sadly looks at the Knicks tickets that they were supposed to use tonight. Yeah. At Michelle's, Andy and Michelle are hanging out. Andy's super sad, and they're watching the Knicks team together when there's a knock at the door, and Michelle thinks it's the Chinese food, but it turns out it's Mike, the <sighs> guy that dumped her, and he's 
I think you wrote this because he's not really my type. (laughs) I wrote, OMG, what a little cutie because he's very much my type. So he brought flowers. She's like, what are you doing here, Mike? And he's like, last night I was trying to fall asleep and um, the perfume that you sprayed on my pillow, like that smell is gone, but I really want it back. And she's like, well, I don't know if you can have it back. He's like, right, I'm so sorry, and starts to leave. And she's like, but I'm willing to consider it. And I'm like, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. that ain't me. Snaps him back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he gives her the flowers, and they make out. It's super cute. They decide to, like, go to his place. Andy is, like, super happy, but also, you know, feeling lonely. Yeah. In a studio, Ben is making the Delauer commercial. When he asks to see a playback of the ad, Tony comes up to him and shows him the column that Andy wrote, but he's like, I'm not going to read this. And he starts reading it to him, and it's actually about what a mistake Andy made. Yeah. Ben then skims through the article. He can't believe it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Mm -hmm. I must go find her. He has to. So he runs over to Composure Magazine looking for Andy. She is nowhere to be found. The only thing left on her desk is the love fern. Yes. He then sees Jeannie and Michelle and asks where Andy is. Turns out she has a big interview today in Washington. So... Ben races through the streets of New York on his bike, where he sees Andy getting into a cab just as she's leaving her apartment. He's driving mm. like a madman. <laughs> hey, there's a dorm that that you lived in freshman year. Oh, you didn't live there, actually. No, I didn't live there. It's no. just an NYU dorm. Meanwhile, yeah. he's looking in every cab window. He's trying to find her. They finally get to the Brooklyn Bridge, and he manages to find her cab. And he's screaming, pull over, pull over. The cabbie is like, I can't. This is a bridge. (laughs) Okay. And then Andy's like, okay, then I'll just puke in your ashtray. And so he finally pulls over into this like construction zone. And Andy is like, what the fuck are you doing? And Ben asks if the article is true. And Andy says that she meant every word. Oh my God. And he's like, well, where are you going? And she's like, I have an interview. And he was like, I know, in Washington. I asked, where are you going? Oh, my like, God. Oh, my God. And she's like, it's the only place I can go and write what I want to. And he's like, I don't buy it. You can write anywhere. You're running away. And she's like, you know what? Save your mind games for your next bet. I'm not running. And he calls bullshit. She stops dead in her tracks. And she's like, excuse me? And he's like, I call bullshit the cab driver is like hey lady what do you want to do <laughs> just like ruining the this moment. <laughs> classic new york Literally. oh my god yeah and ben is like he hands him like a 20 and he's like take this lady's bag oh, he hands him like place. 50 50 fucking dollars <laughs> he has to have handed him so much money to get on the fucking yeah. brooklyn bridge from fifth That's avenue true. in 12 yeah that's true. Oh, my God. He probably yeah. handed him, like, $200. <laughs> I hope so. This cabbie deserves it. Um, yeah, so he hands him some large sum of money, and he's like, take this lady's bags back to her place. She has alternate transportation. Uh, and she looks at him, and she's like, you calling my bluff? And he's like, you bet I am. And then they kiss. It's like the classic rom-com ending. We pan out. We see the Brooklyn Bridge and New York City. Stunning. 
I want like an old New York man, like not old, <laughs> like age wise, but I mean, like imagine getting together with a guy in like the early 2000s and it's just like mm. this sex in this city, New York. I don't know. Oh my God. Even though I don't even watch that fucking show. <laughs> I've just seen it secondhand yeah. so many times. Yeah. Oh man. The glamour. No cell phones. Like what a yeah. dream. Oh my God. Because then you have to, like, go and you meet up and, like, I mean, even now it's, like, pretty cool still. It's just that the, p- mm. the pandemic. Yeah. I, like, don't remember what life was like before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just, like, Damn. yeah, no cell phones, having to find someone in person. hmm God, it's so much more natural. Like, I feel detached. And, like, yeah. the way that people communicate now is so dissociating it's like yeah everything's so convoluted mm-hmm. it's like how much time do i have to wait before i respond to this person or like can i double text and i'm like no race to I'm me exhausted. with the love fern like yeah get on your fucking motorcycle and come visit me hop on the subway yeah say hello take me to a lobster dinner straight from the bar <sighs> okay <laughs> give me front row tickets to a basketball game <laughs> yeah Man, what a movie. Yeah. I love this movie. It's, like, one of my favorite, like, classic rom-coms to watch. Definitely. It's, like, so free of the petty drama of other rom-coms. It's just, like, a really straightforward story about two people who I found very enthralling. Yeah. Immediately was, like, I want to be Andy's best friend and I want to marry Ben and have his babies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I feel like romantic comedies now... Well, I'm trying to think of, like, what are recent romantic comedies that have come out. I mean, there's, like, Stuck in Love. That's a little younger, I guess, but... Didn't that come out, like, Came out like in the 2010s, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. I did, like, Stuck in Love. I don't know. I just feel like none of them are memorable. Like, this is memorable. Yeah, it feels like the gravitas in this movie is so much more. I feel like the problem with a lot of romantic movies like this that I have seen lately is that Mm -hmm. it feels super fake. I think that a lot of stuff now, unless it's like a very serious movie, like it's a very serious film, relies a lot on like small comedic quips or having a personality formed around very specific parts of yourself. Like, for example, Emily in Paris – I've never seen the episode, but this oh, is my what God. I get from it. It's yeah. like, I'm an American and I'm in Paris. And she's like, I'm like a 21st century lady. I'm going to have sex and I'm going to have a job. And like, that's like how they formed her personality instead of being like a genuine yeah. person. Like, I moved to a new country and I'm having a blast. But then sometimes I feel like fucking depressed. And then sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like going on an adventure, but then I'm like shy occasionally. Like, there's no... Yeah. fluctuation no dynamic personality yeah. it feels like mm-hmm. so like plastered like everything is like an instagram you know what i mean yeah emily in paris i fucking hated that show i thought it was so bad it's just riddled with cliches and she's so unlikable mm-hmm. she's just like the the worst type of ignorant american abroad yeah but yeah it's just like lacking any sort of soul and like is the plot for this movie realistic absolutely not no. but did I enjoy it thoroughly? Did I think that the characters were, like, lovely to watch? Like, mm-hmm. interesting, fully formed people? Absolutely. Do I think their chemistry was amazing? 100%. Yeah. That's probably why, I mean, this is also a different category because this is, like, for young adults. But mm-hmm. in um, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, 
Mm-hmm. I like it because their chemistry is really great. Yeah. And the totally. performances are really genuine. Like, I'm yes. like, oh, I felt this same way, you know, yeah. trying to talk to a crush when I was younger or, like, mm-hmm. having my first boyfriend and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you can be in an outlandish scenario. Mm-hmm. Like, the film can have an outlandish, like, crazy plot. But as long as the people in it seem genuine, then, like, we'll buy it. Yeah. At least I will. I will, too. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had a great time watching this movie. You know why we can't think of anything that came out recently? Because theaters haven't been open. <laughs> like, movie yeah. theaters haven't been open. Yeah, the only, like, romantic comedy that I can think of that I've seen that has come out in, like, the last couple years is, like, Set It Up, which is, like, a Netflix original. Oh, I don't even know it. It was not very good. Oh, and I guess Sleeping With Other People, I actually liked that movie with um Jason Sudeikis and Alison Brie. Oh, I don't – I'm not a huge Allison Brie fan. Oh, you know what? I I liked the rom-com Palm Springs. I didn't see it. It's with Adam Sandler. Nope, it's not. It's with Andy Samberg. And um, – <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and – I was like, interesting. The wife from um, How I Met Your Mother that like dies. Oh, um, Kristen Milioti. Is that her name? I think that's her name, yeah. She's a Broadway gal. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's really good. I loved that movie. I think it was hilarious, and their chemistry was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I felt like that movie was genuine because there was a good balance between, like, comedy and then the sober mm-hmm. moments that brought yeah. the movie together and moved it along. Totally. But that being said, you yeah. know, if you have a good rom-com that you love watching, please DM mm-hmm. us, and we will add it to the roster. Yeah. Shall we, uh, shall we rate it before we go? Yes. I totally forgot about normal ratings. (laughs) Not pumpkin ratings, just regular. Yeah. I really like this movie. I kind of want to give it an eight. Yeah. An eight feels good. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyable. I would recommend. Go watch it, guys. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Claudia, for suggesting that we do this movie. Yes. Great pick. Really revived Mm -hmm. the post-holiday depression for me. (laughs) Yes. Totally. I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. You can always DM us on Instagram with your suggestions. You can follow us. It's Movies That Raised Us. Follow us on Twitter. It's MTRU underscore pod. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. You know the drill. Yeah. And have a great day. Just have fun. Yeah. Make yourself a nice meal and be happy. Mm. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Movies That Raised Us. We are Mel and Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.